Blog Talk Radio. of Fighting Words on the Fighting Words News Network. Fighting Words is brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women, police, and fire services. This very, very tough people 
in the hospitals, the doctors, the nurses, the, the cleaning staff, everyone who's fighting very, very hard to keep us healthy, and also those who have served us so well over this this um, pandemic area, uh, those in the um, supermarkets that keep us, keep the supermarket open. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's program is dedicated uh, to we have two fallen officers this week, uh, which brings to the uh, the total just this year of 166 police officers that were killed in the line of duty. Um, to all those brothers and sisters out there, um, we grieve with you. We hope everything uh, it goes better for your families. And please, uh, ladies and gentlemen, keep uh, keep them in your thoughts. It's good to have everybody back at full staff. Uh, Ty, uh, Zito, the traveling man, Bob the sailor, and uh, let's see, where should we start? Um, Virgil Ortiz, uh, Z, what do you think of his knockout over Kovaleskis? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I did not see that fight. Oh, okay. Ty, did you say it? Well, I, I told you guys that it would be a, a very stiff test for Ortiz, and it proved to be so. Mm-hmm. He was uh, severely, severely rocked and hurt in the second round. Um, but he composed himself and got a stoppage. The kid is ready. He's 23 years old, 18 and 0 with 18 knockouts. Um, he did basically uh, the same thing Terrence Crawford did to Mean Machine. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Took his power early, just like Crawford did, survived, and then beat him down. Uh, so I think, you know, I mean, you know, I, I think Ortiz is one of these kids, kind of like a, I guess maybe a Fernando Vargas. He has this high impact style and, 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 you know, he's ready now. Like this, a lot of people think at 23, I don't know why, but for some reason, the boxing, they, oh, 23 is not ready. Sure. Leonard was practically a hall of famer by 23. This kid is ready mm-hmm. to fight the elite of the division. Doesn't mean you're going to win, but he's ready to fight these guys. And I think he mm-hmm. it with his performance against a very tough and durable uh, meme machine. Okay. Well, let's go to a, a, a really a serious fight here. Uh, we, uh, Bob, what do you think about Woodley and uh, Jake Paul? Hand me the loaded gun now, please. All right. So the uh, the herpes that is Jake Paul keeps coming back up. Uh, uh, and 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 uh, Tyrone Woodley. I mean, I just want someone to hurt him. I want someone to punch. I mean, Woodley's not my first pick, you know. But none, no one's done it yet. No one's no one's put real hands on this kid. So. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I just want him to go out and, and, and throw one good haymaker, one good one good strike. Ken Rowan really is not known for his greatest stand-up ability, uh, just going like a Ben Aspen. But, you know, we all know mm-hmm. Ben Aspen been Aspen for it forever. You know, so uh, – um, but, uh, you know, get somebody with hands. I mean, the, even the talk, you know, I was looking at stuff uh, earlier, he'll never, you know, match up. You know, he's calling out McGregor. He's calling out these people at certain weights. You know, that's the thing. You, you, you're not normally, no one's going to go up 20, 30 pounds to give this, this knucklehead a shot. So you got to go, at, you know, kind of at weight. And I mean, I'm over, I'm retired. I got metal knees and a metal neck, but if there was ever a reason to drop 60 pounds to drop, you know, to, to hurt somebody, I'll do it. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just give me a couple months. 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't stand this kid. I don't want to give him a dime of my money to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care mm-hmm. who wins, but I hope Woodley puts hands on him. Yeah, what what I'll what I'll say is that Woodley, uh, the one thing he's going to do is well, he's going to pose. I'm going to say the most physical threat as far as just athletic. Um, well, he's not as young as he used to be either, but he's going to pose to me the most athletic threat at this point uh, for 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 Paul. Um, my thing is Whitley's going to come in small. He's going to be smaller too. <laughs> I mean, simple mm-hmm. as that. Um, Paul, he's not matching up against guys, first of all, who box, who's doing what he's supposedly doing. Um, he's doing it without headgear, so now it's a pro fight. So he's professional mm-hmm. fighting without fighting professional boxers. That's one mm-hmm. thing. Um, the second thing is, Whitley, I mean, as much as he's going to pose a physical threat, he's not the boxing guy. I don't anticipate Woodley throwing that meaningful, maybe a body shot that that'll really catch Paul. You know, really that that could drop him. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think Paul could could be dropped with a body shot. I think he could be dropped with anything. But I mean, to just as a you know, I, I don't like where it's coming from either. I'm with Bob on that train. But just as a fight, you know, as to look at it as a fight. To match it up, I wouldn't. I can't pick Whitley. It's just hard for me to pick Whitley because, on a career basis, this is not what he does. Exactly. He has to look for takedowns. He has to look for kicks. He has to look for knees, elbows. He has to look for clinches. He has to look for a whole lot of things. To where, I mean, not not to demean anything, but you know, now you're breaking it down to now you're doing all hands. Mm-hmm. What what was Whitley's defense going to look like? That's my mm-hmm. question. What, what, I mean, I saw Whitley rock with hands. I saw Nate Marquardt do things with hands with Whitley. So, I mean, what is, what is his defense going to look like? And, and That's and my question. Like 20 pounds, like 20 pounds, 15 pounds, something like that. I yeah. mean, yeah. like, like I, you know, I, I, no one, no MMA guy can outbox a boxer. Stop thinking you can't. You know what I mean? I'll fight a boxer, but I, I cannot box a boxer. You know? And this is over. Yeah, just, just stop. You know, put him up against somebody that's good that's going to put hands on him. Wait to wait and shut these guys up. I'm tired of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, let's get back over to boxing. Uh, Ty. Uh, Keith is calling out Tank Davis. And uh, from what I'm reading, there, there's a possibility that they're going to have a have a fight. What's your thoughts? So you're talking about Keith Keith Thurman and Tank and Tank Davis. Keith Thurman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talked about that last week, and I told you last week I didn't think it would happen. I think this week is just more of the same. They're just talking trash to each other. And it all started because Leonard Ellerbe said that Tank Davis would beat Keith Thurman. So obviously Tank Davis is a big name. Keith is a big talker. So Keith has responded vociferously. However, as far as the fight actually being made, I doubt it. In fact, uh, Thurman, not Thurman, uh, Tank Davis has been ordered to fight his mandatory, and Keith Thurman hasn't fought in two years. So what you're hearing is just a lot of talk. Um, but until they actually start negotiating, I don't take it seriously. And I don't think I don't think it will be taken seriously because I don't think it will go past the talking stage. 
and I hope I hope I hope Ty is absolutely right, but we're living in the days where a trash talk gets you a fight. So mm-hmm. I mean, Tank, tank he, he, he could. Yeah, yeah, but it's not going to get Keith Thurman a fight with a guy. It's not going to get Tank Davis a fight with a guy that could derail the money train. So I had that. Yeah, he would derail the money train. I would bet on that more or less. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny there's because no I, I and honestly, because if you guys watched the, uh, the Frank Martin there, there's fight, no money uh, earlier today, but uh, Keith and Spence were the um, the two uh, color guys that were uh, um, going over the, the fight and uh, – uh, with a, an English lady, I don't know who she was, but um, Keith, this is the third time that I've turned on a pay-per-view, and Keith has been doing doing a commentary. Um, that may be his uh, his new thing. I don't know. Well, he's not boxing, so he might as well do something. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he has, he's not boxing smart, right there. So. Yeah, he's smart. He can be, he's pretty good at breaking down fights. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, did you either of you guys happen to see the uh, Martin and the uh, Kalinowski fight today? I'm sorry, hey, uh, Frank uh, Martin is uh, he's he's a guy that's uh, going to go places. Uh, he's only lost one round in 30 fights. Uh, he he out uh, on just on the uh, punch meter. He outdid. Uh, uh, his opponent by uh, at one point it was 22 to to 11, and before the end of the fight it was like uh, 99 to uh, I think possibly 30. But he he's fast. He moves around the ring, um, takes the fight right to the center, and uh, doesn't back off. Uh, and uh, he he uh, well he won every round of course, uh, and handily. So, I don't know. Uh, now, tonight's fight is going to be a, um, a big one uh, with Manny and Yusuf. Uh, uh, um, what's your thoughts on that one, Keith? What's your thoughts on that one, Ty? Uh, you know, I, 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 I've always liked Adonis Lucas. Um, and part of the reason why I like him is I just like the way he fights. Uh, there are times I think he can let his hands go more, but I like a guy who uh, mixes in body shots. I really do. And Lugas has a physicality about him, and I really noticed that in the Sean Porter fight. Um, you know, I, I think Sean Porter came out with a strategy that is not atypical Sean Porter. He boxed a little bit more. Um, but sometimes guys do things because they know things that we, as the audience, don't quite know. And when they got close to, to each other, I, I recognized why Sean Porter boxed more because Lucas was a guy he couldn't bully. Lucas was bullying Sean Porter. And I remember Sean Porter was a tough, durable, spark plug of a man. And, and I remember Lucas hit him with a body shot. And Zito said he turned him into a comma with the body shot. And um, so he poses a risk to Pacquiao if Pacquiao was less than – what people are expecting. The Pacquiao that defeated Keith Thurman might not get by Ugas. I believe Ugas today is a better fighter than the Keith Thurman Pacquiao fought. The Keith Thurman Pacquiao fought had almost got knocked out by Jose Lito Lopez after his first fight in two years. 
Ugas has been fighting. He's been sharp. He's been peaking. Um, so I think right now he's a more formidable opponent at this stage than Keith Thurman was a couple of years ago. With that said, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily saying I think he could beat Pacquiao. Part of the issues with Adonis Ugas is he, you know, he's not the quickest of feet. He's not the quickest of hands. And so Pacquiao, even at 42, is going to have a significant hand and foot speed athletic um, type of, uh, you know, athletic advantage. Um, as far as who wins the fight, for me, I, you know, the odds go with Pacquiao, and I think it'd be hard not to lean Pacquiao because we've never seen Ugas perform at this level against this type of opponent in this type of event. Um, but these are fights I don't like to predict because there's just too many variables. Pacquiao's 42 years old, been out two years. You just don't know what you're going to see tonight. You really don't. That, that's my opinion. I just don't know what I'm going to see tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think that um, Ugas, I agree with Ty in every aspect. Um, Ugas is, and, and more than as far as just his issues, more than not fleet of foot or hand, he, he's not fleet of pace. He's a downhill fighter for the most part, but, I mean, he's not a guy who's going to amp up the pace. He'll back off of you for a little bit. He, as Ty said, he, he won't let his hands go. I mean, his pacing, I mean, Pacquiao's a frantic fighter. He fights at an exceptionally high pace. Um, mm-hmm. What what can happen also is you have. To, I'm looking at the judging of the fight. This is a fight to where mm-hmm. Pacquiao could win on the judges' scorecard, but not in the reality of fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just mm-hmm. because I could see Pacquiao doing it, it, a bit more running, a bit more not engaging with him. just because when Lucas kind of gets warmed up, he he's a terrible threat. He's a mm-hmm. terrible threat. Pacquiao's not the biggest welterweight. Um, he, he, I, I mean, if Ugas gets to punishing him, it's, it's going to be problems. And I will see Pacquiao mm-hmm. more or less disengaging and using his feet a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, if you, just, I mean, if this is the fight Pacquiao he cannot get over, he cannot mm-hmm. get old overnight with this fight. Because if he can't use his feet like that, Ugas will punish him. Uh, but but mm-hmm. a, a, as far as I'm going to just call it, Pacquiao. Pacquiao, uh, mm-hmm. he's just more experienced as far as taking rounds. <laughs> Ugas, mm-hmm. he's going to lose rounds to Pacquiao. I just think he's not. He might bring it on toward the end. I don't see him knocking Pacquiao out unless Pacquiao turns mm-hmm. old overnight. But Ugas is going to, he's, I just think that he's just going to be a step behind. Pacquiao, he's, he's just fighting okay. a little quicker of, I don't want to say mine, just quicker of, Quicker of pace, quicker of you know, to more to the judges liking. Now the Please judges would say, yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah, and, and one thing though, as far as the judging, you, you is how they want to look at a fight. Also, is Pacquiao using mm-hmm. his feet, getting in and out, landing, but really kind of using his feet to get away and maybe catching a little bit of punishment like that. I mean, it, it's it's you know, however you know, it could be you know, up in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Bob, um, EOC Vegas uh, 34, um, Kevin Castellum versus uh, Jared Conner. 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 
Yeah, tonight. So tonight we got that matchup. Um, I'm kind of leaning toward Gaslam. Um, Conier's got some good stuff. Uh, that will be a good uh, matchup. Um, Gaslam's, I think, got a little bit more on the ground. And uh, uh, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I also want to point out um, one of my favorite guys, uh, lightweight co-mid event, Clay Guida against Mark Madsen. Now, Mark Madsen's 10-0. Uh, but Clay Guida, like, I use him still today, um, like, when I'm training people and people come in, they're not breathing, they're jumping around with all this electricity and energy. I'm like, look, you're no Clay Guida, all right? Because he, that guy's got more stamina than anybody on the planet I've ever seen in my life. He, he yeah. Around, yeah. Yeah. Jumping around the ring like he is uh, uh, on on fire or on drugs. Or, I mean, that guy. Yeah, uh, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and so inhuman uh, cardio. Inhuman. I mean, the the way that yeah. guy moves, and he's been around a long time. And again, you know, we'll throw that stuff out there. These older guys are getting thrown up in there. Uh, if they win, like Jose Aldo, uh, uh, they'll stick around. You know, there's talk on who's next for Jose Aldo. Um, you know, the older guys that are still kind of you know that, that that made the show. Now there's just so many up and comers that. Uh, uh, it, it, it's hard to compete, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, so I'm excited for that co-main event as well. Okay. You know, your boy Guida's live tonight, too. He's live in that fight because, uh, you know, Mark Matson is, is an Olympic silver medalist in, in Greco-Roman wrestling. So, but the problem with Mark Matson, I, I mean, he has tremendous slams and takedowns, but he gasps. He's a prospect of 10 and 0, but he's 36, just shy of 37, and he gasses. And one guy you don't want to gas against is Clay Guida because he is like secretariat as far as stamina. And I don't know how he's Clay doing Guida, Yeah, man. And, 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 and what it really comes down to is because I don't think Mark Masters is, is, is going to put Clay Guida away early, right? So it, it, to me it's like how, if Mark Masters can win the first two rounds, then he can hang on for the third. But that's what it's going to come down to. I think it's going to be a mm-hmm. tremendous fight because I think you're going to see Mark Madsen get tired and Clay Guida start to take over. So I think it's going to be a very interesting fight going into the into the middle of the second round, going into the third round. No one's got Guida okay. like Clay Guida. No. No. Inhuman. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Z, what do you think about uh, Guillermo's ready to out? Uh, he went uh, the full 12 rounds, but only got a split. What did you think of that one? Um, I heard about it, and um, I just really heard about it. I heard that. I mean, he, Brigham Diaw at this stage is, I mean, he's, he's just not going to be at the top of his game anymore. Yeah. And you know what? And I watched the fight, and that's exactly what happened. Brigham Diaw. What he used to be able to do is he used to be able to basically tame or discipline opponents. Uh, they would step in and he would catch him. That's what he did to Nito Donaire. Nito Donaire attacked him, and then from the rest of the fight, you were looking at Nito figuring out, how do I attack this guy? Because all Guillermo Rigondeaux would do is move back a half step and fire that laser left. Well, now he's 40 years old. I, the, the most tremendously impressive thing I probably have seen in my life in a boxing ring is a 40-year-old, 118-pound guy who moved 
consistently for 12 rounds. It was, like, I was just like, when, everybody said he lost his legs, but absolutely not. Uh, the problem was all he did was move. Um, yeah. He made Casemiro miss. He made Casemiro, you know, look bad. He landed the cleaner, harder shots, but they were so few and far between. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I never get into. Oh, he's running, he's running. But I'm not going to debate with anybody who said Rigan Dial ran that fight because um, he, he was just on a defensive bike the whole fight. And at this point, he can't quite pull the trigger to catch him as much as he wanted to. And as, as you know, he was a decorated, one of the greatest amateurs of all time. But in the pros, what he never developed was a two-fisted attack. And he really didn't mm-hmm. have to. I mean, this is a guy who is gifted on a level with – with a Roy Jones, a Floyd Mayweather. He is gifted on that level, just as far as the physical gifts and talents of boxing. But he still maintained the amateur style, never developed a two-fisted attack. So now, all of a sudden, if he can't get that left in there enough to discipline a guy, a guy who's a physical force like Casemiro, he had to basically stay on his bike for 12 rounds. After the fight was over, I was like, well, you know, I guess as far as rounds tabulated, maybe Regan Dial kind of won, but you can't give him that fight. You can't give him that fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was really surprised that, you know, he even got a split decision loss because mm-hmm. I know the establishment really doesn't care for Regan Dial because of fights like this. I think he's got a bad reputation um, because of, you know, he moves, but I never thought he overmoved. This fight he overmoved. Mm-hmm. And um, and mm-hmm. I was really surprised he got a split decision. But at this point in time, if he's fighting a physical force, one of two things is going to happen. He's going to have to move like Clay Guida for 12 rounds like he did, mm-hmm. or he's uh, he's going to get whacked out. Casamayel would have absolutely whacked him out if he tried to hold his ground and fight. So just where he's at in his career right now. And with that performance, and that was for a title, Nobody's going to fight him again. I don't see him getting any more big fights at this stage of his career. There is no way anybody is going to risk themselves against a very low reward, extremely high risk opponent like we're going to be out at this point. I just don't see it. Okay. Bob, what do you think about uh, Sean uh, O'Malley's fight uh, with uh, Jose Aldo? Um. I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, we'll see. Now, first, Sean O'Malley, crazy hair Sean O'Malley. Got to love that kid. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. always dying his hair, crazy colors, coming in with the big afro or, or, or the braids. Um, suffered a, 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 an injury, I think, two fights ago, Ty, two, three fights ago. Yes. Um, yes lost that. Uh, came back with a victory. So he's on deck. But he's not even he's not even in the top 15. I was looking at that earlier. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, if you're talking about, you know, all those sitting at, at number five. So, um, who, who's next for Jose Aldo is what they're kind of talking about, you know. And, and if you're Jose Aldo, you may or may not have a shot at the title again. But you're older. Uh, you're, you're, you're one of my faves again because you've been there since the beginning. Give him a shot at, you know, T.J. Dillashaw. Uh, see what yeah. happens. Um, you know, see if, see if we can put that together, and then if not, let Jose kind of trickle down, trickle down the rankings. I, I would just like to see these guys at age, and and only because from experience, retire before it hurts too bad. Don't become one of those meat puppets that they keep bringing back just because you're a name and letting the new guys, you know, 
uh, yeah, man. It's yeah. That's, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I agree with Bob. That's a fight that I really doubt will happen. Part of it is because Jose Aldo is a top five bantamweight right now. He called out uh, TJ Dillashaw, but Dillashaw, once he's healthy, is probably going to get the winner of Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling. Um, Jose Aldo still has in front of him uh, Rob Font and Corey, Corey Sanhagen. So he wants another shot at the title. Obviously, Peter Yan's already beat him, but if Al Jermaine Sterling somehow wins that fight uh, and defends the title, then it's a fresh matchup. As far as Sean O'Malley, like, like Bob said, he's not in the top 15 as of yet. And even though he's built part of a reputation, he's done that through social media. That's why he's so popular. Uh, but he, his competition level hasn't warned him being in top 15. So what happened was there were a lot of complaints on social media about his competition level. And Sean O'Malley said, basically, look, I get paid the same no matter who I fight. So I'm going to fight the, you know, the lower-ranked guys if that's what they want to put in front of me. It's easier to fight for the same amount of money. So eventually they're going to step yeah, exactly. Eventually they're going to step up as competition because they see potential in this kid. But I don't think they're looking to I, – I, that's not a fight Aldo would take because it doesn't get him closer to a title shot, and that's all he's looking at right now. I think Sean O'Malley would take it because he sees an opportunity to feast off Aldo's name. Um, but I don't see that happening just yet. Now, uh, Ty, let me ask you, who do you think? I mean, you, I, I, I would, I would uh, lean towards Peter Yan coming back without the illegal knee, but who do you think is going to win out of Peter Yan or Sterling? I think Peter Yan's going to beat him. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think Peter Yan's going to beat him. With, 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 I think the thing that most convinced me, because, you know, Fighters make adjustments and things different happen. But the thing that most convinced me was with, where Aljamain Sterling was supposed to dominate with his ground game, he couldn't really get Peter Yan down. In fact, he got dropped, taken down a couple times, reverse yeah. position. So when he saw that he couldn't implement his ground game, and that's, what, that's why he started flagging in the third round and got so tired because he was trying to implement his ground. You know how it is. You're trying for takedowns. You're not getting them. So right. I just don't think he has anything for Peter Yan. I, I, I honestly don't. I really don't. Yeah. Just leave whoever gave him the bad knee advice last time uh, back home. It, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Hey, uh, Z, uh, John, John, Joshua Basti is set to fight uh, five all uh, in February. Uh, what's your thoughts on that fight? Bivol, uh, who's he fighting? Well, they're, they're not fighting. It's been mentioned because they're not actually going to fight. Uh, but it's one of the Bivol and, Ber, and Better Bia were a couple of names thrown out coming off of Buati's performance. It's not a signed fight by any stretch of the imagination. Buati just fought last weekend. He had right. a good win. I still think he needs a couple fights before he fights a Bivol or Better BF. But that's what his team. Uh, you heard his team talking about, but it's not a fight by any means that's, mm-hmm. that's signed or anything. You know, there was something come out late this afternoon said that uh, they were they are about to sign for uh, February of uh, 22. So that's why I was asking the question. Yeah, I um, guarantee you that fight does not happen. Uh, I don't think they walked Watchy in the bitball just yet. I uh, yeah. I mean maybe maybe you know you take a chance for mm-hmm. Bivol. I mean Watson's still young, and he's you know he's still. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think he probably could use another camp with Virgil Hunter. That was kind of his first camp, and he's, you know, I think he could use another camp and another fight to learn. And then I think he, you know, he he could be ready for those guys. Uh, not that he would win. I think you put him in mm-hmm. now. He's dangerous, but I don't think he wins uh, against mm-hmm. Bivol. But I give him a better shot against Bivol than than, than better be it by far. Okay. Hey, Bob, what do you think of Vincente Logue uh, versus Nate Diaz? I think Bob's on mute again. I am on mute. What happened? I'm sorry. He was asking about Bob Butch. Yeah, I was just asking what he thought of uh, Vincente Lowe's versus Nate Diaz. Vincent, oh, I I don't know, but I'm going to go Nate Diaz. Uh, uh, (laughs) Oh, really? What happened? So, yeah, we were watching UFC. We just got a a super good knockout right now. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah, I got all excited about that. Um, what was his name? Let me give him props here. Uh, yeah, Ignacia Barhamadas over Rosa Roberts. So, nice PKO, nice knockout. Um, so, sorry, what was the question? Nate Diaz is my favorite whoever he's fighting. So, what, what, what's next? Okay, uh, okay. have that... Uh... Because they keep they keep talking about bringing him back, and he's a money fight guy. You know, he's going to be able to drop in and you know, in the weight classes. He's gone up, he's gone down. He's a bleeder, though. And the thing is, if he can't finish you in in the first round or two, it's going to get stopped on a cut, and that's how it always finishes. And we're talking offline. We were talking about uh, the dog towards uh, 264 with uh, Masali and. Uh, Salter, do you want to want to explore with that? Yeah, with with Masali. Okay, so I got caught up on that one. Okay, um, only because you know uh, Masali ended up getting that the, the, the TKO was a strike, and you know Masali's good. But earlier on that card, there, there's a new little pasty 185 uh, uh, pound white kid calling him Dwayne the Brock Johnson, and, and oh yeah, and I'm I'm hung up on that with that whole fight. I've been too much staring at that all night. Like you better fix your name, bud. Like don't don't yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, be long. don't don't uh, don't do that. You know, just because you got a bald head, um, you're half the size of Dwayne the Rock. Don't don't get my hopes <laughs> up. Uh, you know, just stop it. Just stop it. You you can be Dwayne the River Pebble. Or something like that. Wow. The river pebble. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay. But I'm I'm so 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 Bellator Tuesday before has got me all messed up because of that kid in particular. All right. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I thought that was I mean, right. David. The, the, it's Dwayne is spelled differently, but I thought it was clever. I was like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh wow. You better win. You better lay down the people's smack. <laughs> you better win. Yeah. So. Coming out with the name El Presidente. I mean, come on, like you gotta, you you got a lot to live up to there, boy. I mean, you're barely yeah. the size of Kevin Hart. Okay, so stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Right now. All right, but we're gonna come back wow. one more with you, uh, Nagano. 
he feels that the uh, UFC is is not uh, really in his working in his best interest. What's your thoughts? Okay, uh, little Piz. I mean, you 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 work yourself up there. You become the the, the champion uh, of the heavyweight division, and then all of a sudden, I don't know the reason, COVID, family, whatever. He, you know, he's a couple days late, so all of a sudden, boom, there's an interim championship. Like what? Mm-hmm. What? What? How? How do you just do that? Because you you can't put it off one more fight or one more month. You, you know, Dana White. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little disrespectful. So you work your way to the mm-hmm. champ, and then all of a sudden now, because you're, you're you're promoting the Cyril Gain and all this stuff. So again, we got to see. We got to match those guys up and, and go for a unified title. And then after that happens, you know, I hope they you know pay Nagano well. I mean, because again, he's part of that African team. They were hoping to, you know, do that whole, uh, you know, quote unquote, rumble in the jungle with all the guys over there and getting over an MMA fight over there. But, but, but why would you something like that? And then, and then, um, you know, so once they unify it, it doesn't even matter because if John Jones figures out his stuff, he'll just get an immediate title fight when when it should go to probably Steepy or or mm-hmm. someone like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Francis Ngannou said he felt disrespected, and I was like, "Man, you're so wrong. You don't. You shouldn't feel anything. You are being disrespected." Mm-hmm. The reason why that was an interim title fight. So Francis Ngannou initially told Dana White, "I could come back in September." They said, "Well, what about August?" He said, "Ah, September. You know, I'm going to be doing some things. September, I could come back." Remember, he just won the title a few months ago, so he said, "I could come right. back in September." But what happened was they had the Derek Lewis Ghani fight which was obviously a number one contender fight. Well, they wanted to boost pay-per-views. When the UFC wants to boost pay-per-views and they want it to be headlined by a title fight, which it would have been, but Amanda Nunes pulled out and that fight got pushed back. So now you got Gane and Lewis in Houston, Lewis's hometown. You make it an interim title fight to boost the pay-per-view sales. That's the whole goal. That's what Dana White basically said. That's why we have an interim champion. So he has every right to feel disrespected Naganu because he is being disrespected and right now I mean Cyril Gaon like he is phenomenal he put on a tremendous performance but the fact of the matter is is two fights ago like before the Derek Lewis fight guess what Dana White was saying about him he's boring he doesn't go out and get stoppages blah 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 now because he stepped in and essentially saved the USC's butts and, and he won now he's the flavor of the month, and Dana's riding the golden boy. So Nagano has every right to feel disrespected. But the fact of the matter is the UFC is never going to market a fighter right. They market the UFC. The UFC is not all about promoting their fighters. They promote their brand. Conor, make no mistake, Conor McGregor got to where he was, not because of the UFC, but because Conor McGregor promoted himself once he got in the UFC. That's the difference. The UFC doesn't promote their fighters. They promote brands. That's part of the problem. It's that damn golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rule. And and, and yeah. that's not, you know, he's got so much younger talent in the stables right now. He's just blowing out all the old guys and, and, and using this up before, you know, I mean, I just, I don't know, you, you know, hindsight, whatever. Mm-hmm. Make sure you got medical Thanks. news and hobby friends in there, you know, kids and gentlemen, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, uh, t- uh, 
Z, uh, Tyson Fury's finally back in camp, training for his fight with Wilder. Uh, is this enough time? I mean, they're going at it ten nineteen. Um, is this enough time to get him in shape? And because he's been running around doing all kinds of stupid things, um, just to I guess make himself happy. Uh, well, uh, I just want to start off. The first thing, as far as Tyson Fury is concerned, you always kind of worry about his mindset um, yep. and where it'll lead him. And, you, you know, you just you wish the guy the best just as far as that goes outside of boxing. Mm-hmm. But as far as boxing, yeah, it's enough time. It's enough time. And I say that because it depends how he's keeping himself. He could be doing all sorts of mm-hmm. stuff, but – it really depends how he's keeping himself physically and mentally as far as his preparation. If I mean, if Tyson Fury knows what he's going against. This is his third time fighting the guy, so, I mean, it, it's no surprise. He knows what kind of condition he's going to need to be in. He knows what he's going to have to you know, the type of mentality he's going to have to have. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, he, he – he, the onus for him is just to keep himself stable. I think Deontay Wilder uh, needs to worry a little bit more going into the fight. Mm-hmm. And just because uh, he, he, out of the, you know, out of the two fights, he got it the worst for for more or less the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he, he just needs to, uh, I'm more worried about Deontay Wilder's mentality and preparation. And to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, as I say, I wish him the best as far as that goes too, but I mean, like both of these guys, you just want their mentality to be straight as far as life. <laughs> I mean, they're going to they're going to hit each other, but just as far as that's concerned. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Tyson Fury, he, you know, I anticipate that he's going to be extremely ready for Wilder, and I expect okay. Wilder to be the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ty, what do you think? Uh, that is the ghost uh, Guerrero is coming out of the uh, out of the woodwork uh, to fight. Uh, uh, next month. What, what's your th- no, he fights tonight. Yeah, actually, he fights tonight. They, they, they fight on the Pacquiao undercard. Uh, Robert Guerrero mm-hmm. against Vicky, Victor, I mean, Victor Ortiz. I said Vicky, damn it. Robert Guerrero mm-hmm. against Victor Ortiz. <laughs> this would have been a tremendous Jeez. 2013, 2014. It would have been a tremendous fight. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, here we are in 2021 And, it, you know, both guys are coming off Long layoffs, both guys are long The two Guerrero's 38 um, You know what? Here's what I expect As far as who wins, it doesn't really matter uh, mm-hmm. Because Neither one of them are going to be contenders At this stage uh, in their careers In the welterweight division But I think you're going to get an entertaining mm-hmm. scrap And sometimes that's just good enough, right? Like Right See, I, I think what like you know you talk about this Jake Paul kid, and and God he's he's annoying, but what he does is he provides entertainment, and sometimes a fight is just a fight, you know. So like sometimes it doesn't have to to, to mean anything except you know both guys get paid. This is their profession. I think this is one of those times where a fight's just a fight. I'm going to just kind of sit back and enjoy the entertainment value. I have no idea how it's going to go because both guys, again, are long in the tooth. You know, both guys fought at a certain level. Uh, So I just, I don't know how it's going to go at this stage of their careers, but, um, you know, whoever wins just gets another payday. So that's what that's really. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and I think that Victor Ortiz, I mean, these are two guys who, I mean, even when they're in their prize, they would mix it up for, you know, they didn't mind, mm-hmm. you know, stepping to a guy and mixing it up, you know, throwing more than one punch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Robert Guerrero, is, I mean, throughout his career, uh, he's, 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 to me, he's proved tougher than Victor Ortiz. Victor Ortiz has proved to, to hit harder. I mean, one, one thing I know is that when, when people, you know, Victor Ortiz, even in his prime, when you fought him, you you tended, you know, he tended to drop guys. Now guys tended to get yeah, up and those drills, he he would, I mean, they would could do things to him. But I mean, it, it, it was a time where nobody really faced Victor Ortiz without touching the mat. So That's I mean, true. the guy, the guy is powerful. And he hits hard. Um, but as I said, at this stage of his career, uh, it, it all depends. I expect it to not be as clean as it ever would have been. Uh, I expect mm-hmm. it, but I expect them to mix it up. I expect, as Ty said, mm-hmm. an entertaining fight, but I expect these guys to go in there and mix it up and get a little tired and hug each other and mm-hmm. do that dance. And then, uh, I mean, uh, I, I will say based on recent form, paid. you know, their last fights or so, Victor Ortiz has looked better. Like Robert Guerrero, the last time he, you know, I saw him in the ring, he got knocked out by Omar Figueroa or whichever, yeah, Omar, because Brandon's the younger yeah. one, the one that Udana Sugis destroyed, basically yeah. beat him up. Uh, he came mm-hmm. in there and just and, and whitewashed Robert Guerrero, and right then and there, I was like, that's about it for you, man. Um, because mm-hmm. because you know, it's not that Brandon that uh, Figueroa beat him, but. Figueroa literally went in there, took him out like three rounds. I mean, I just destroyed him. And and mm-hmm. one thing Robert Guerrero was was durable. You know what I mean? He was durable. And when I saw that happen, I was like, uh oh, that's not it for you. So I'm kind of actually surprised he's coming back. Um, again, he picked the right guy, kind of like Bob, you know, talks about with MMA man, where you have these guys at this age fight each other. Instead of fighting, you know, a young up and comer. But in boxing, what happens is the winner of this fight is going to go ahead and sell their name for a great paycheck. So, yep, true. Yeah. Part of the game, true. Hey, okay. what do you think, uh, uh, Taylor Harris? Sorry, Frank. No, I was going to say you guys keep talking to Ortiz. I do want to throw out there that you know, uh, in 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 the above of boxing and MMA. Uh, Tito Ortiz, or should I say Mayor Tito, I think he's a mayor of some city in California. You know what I mean? He was uh, running uh, Mayor Pro Tem. Yeah, <laughs> Mayor Tito Ortiz. But you know, you know, you know he quit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had to. After COVID? Oh, yeah, he was all yeah, 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 that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he really did. Yeah, yeah wasn't yeah. going well. Yeah, again, you know, <sighs> way to bob and slip, you know what I mean? Slip and weed. Uh, and he, mm-hmm. But he's going to do a boxing match against Anderson Silva, one of my faves, everyone's faves. Oh, uh, the same night on 9-11 is uh, De Hoyla, or, uh, Oscar De La Hoya is going to go against Victor Bel- Belfort. And Vitor, mm-hmm. uh, okay, he, was around, he started around the time I did, and I really wanted a shot at him uh, just because we both got pretty good hands. But uh, that never happened, of course. So I'm really, really interested in that fight coming up on September 11th. Uh, that's something I'll tune in because those are real fighters. Uh, again, they're, they're trying to box versus uh, MMA, 
but they're they're going to bang. I mean, they're 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 not there to just sell a ticket. They're there to for the W, as far as I know. You know what, Bob? Mm-hmm. I will say you know, so Oscar De La Hoya was trying to fight George St. Pierre. They they came close to negotiating a deal. The only reason why it didn't happen is because Dana White said no, and he told St. Pierre flat out, I think, I well, he said Oscar's going to kill you, and we're not doing that. Because he's still under contract. Mm-hmm. He, well, like, George St. Pierre came out and actually said, huh? Yeah, doesn't he have one more fight under UFC? So he's locked down or something right now. <laughs> yeah, so he's locked out. So he had to ask Dana, and Dana actually, Pierre actually came out and said, Dana White said Oscar would kill me, so he didn't want me to have a fight. And you know, no. Dana White hates Oscar De La Hoya. He hates yeah. him. So there was no oh. way he was going to want him to have that fight. So, you know, the funny thing is, is so he chooses Vitor Balfour, who commercially, I mean, he's a huge name in, 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 in MMA, but crossover, maybe not as big a name as, as, as GSP. So Oscar chooses Vitor Balfour. And let me tell you, I, I, I give Oscar credit. This is a dangerous guy to fight, man. Um, I know Vitor Balfour, you know, Vitor has – there's some sparse amateur boxing experience, and again, not that he's the best boxer by any stretch of the imagination, but you're just talking about a big, explosive guy. He's a guy who fought at heavyweight. So he was like, he was you know, Brazilian, uh, like on the Brazilian Olympic team way back in the '90s. You know, so yeah, he, he, he lost. To the, yeah, he lost to the. He lost. Uh, so he had a chance to go to the trials, but he lost to the guy who was the eventual. Uh, a guy who represented Brazil, you know what I mean? So he lost to the best guy in Brazil for a chance to go to the Olympic trials. Like he's got, I love hands. I mean, hands make an exciting fight. I I want to throw it out there. Forty-seven with broke uh, with with metal knees and a metal neck. Today I went to a little sparring guy. That's a big guy. Yeah, I mean when you're when you're over one eighty-five plus. Your, your cross is coming with thunder that no one's felt before. You, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you know, especially someone that knows how to get their hips and their legs into the punch. You know, stop punching mm-hmm. with your chest, guys. Stop using your pack. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Get your core into it, you, you know? And, and yeah, so that's going to be a really cool fight. I'll pay 60 I'm- 70 bucks to watch that. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I kind of favor Oscar to outbox me. He's a better boxer, obviously, world class. And after three rounds, but after after three rounds, you know, maybe he'll start this. But it's it's a very day. Like I would not if Vito went out there and caught him with something, I'd just be like, damn. Well, he's a big guy. You know what I mean? He's a big explosive guy. You know, it's, it's, wow. Like big explosive, younger than Oscar then. Big explosive younger than Oscar who's going to be on his TRT replacement guy. <laughs> well, she's like, I was I was so sparring this- some kids today. They're like 155 pounds. I'm like, you should be hitting me three times more than I'm hitting you. <laughs> yeah. like, you yeah. There's no reason for me in my condition to outbox you. None. Physically. None. Yeah, like Zito. <laughs> 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 All right, now here's the big one. Uh, the big fight tonight. Uh, Manny Pacquiao. <clears throat> um, let's go around and see. Uh, let's start with uh, Z. What's your thoughts? Um, 
As I said before, Manny, I think uh, Manny better not turn over tonight. This is a bad uh, fight to turn. Just like I think him, him and Spence would have been, it would have been a bad fight to turn over. Um, Ugas is top level. He's top level. And Manny Pacquiao has to be aware of that. Um, with that mm-hmm. said, if Pacquiao still has what he had left two years ago, then I mm-hmm. and I think he'll beat Ugas. It won't be too difficult to judge it. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. it's still going to be, you know, maybe at times it's going to be tough, but I just think Pacquiao uh, is going to just outpoint Ugas, just beat him mm-hmm. to the punch, be a step ahead all fight long, uh, put Pacquiao to win by decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ty? You know, what I think it's funny is Keith Thurman came out and said, you know, Ugas is a bad style matchup for Pacquiao. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting, you know. And, and, and part of the mm-hmm. reason why he said that is because how Ugas fights uh, as opposed to how he fights. So, so Keith didn't come out and say, you know what, I was a better match, matchup for Pacquiao than Ugas. He didn't come out and say that, but he alluded to things mm-hmm. that Ugas does that doesn't do that he thought would give Pacquiao trouble. I, I just found that very interesting, and I, and, and I think it's very accurate. With that said, um, Pac, like Zito said early on, Pacquiao at this stage in his career knows how to win rounds. Lucas, mm-hmm. throughout his career, if he doesn't get his fight going, then he gives away rounds. Um, and mm-hmm. Pacquiao's off-kilter, herky-jerk rhythm uh, – could really give Ugas a problem. Where Pacquiao mm-hmm. could have problems, Pacquiao has a tendency to, uh, to especially as he's gotten older, to hold his hands, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of hold his earmuffs up for defense. And mm-hmm. he, 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 you know, he's going to get hit with some body shots tonight uh, if he doesn't just mm-hmm. overwhelm Ugas, which is possibly because he has a distinct foot speed advantage. Um, I think it's going to be a very entertaining fight in spots. But kind of like Zito mm-hmm. said, I kind of think Pacquiao is is going to be able to win enough rounds before Ugas can really implement any kind of sustained success. Um, and it'll mm-hmm. be an interesting fight. You know, if you're a Pacquiao fan, I think it's going to be carry a little bit going towards the end. But like Zito said, I think Pacquiao uh, will be a step ahead and, and, and edge out a clear decision if he's the same mm-hmm. Pacquiao that fought Keith Thurman. Um, a clear but grueling decision. Uh, kind of like mm-hmm. not you know not as convincing, not as wide a scorecard, but grueling like the Margarito fight, you know where he won mm-hmm. that fight, but he, you know he had he, it was a grueling fight for him. Mm-hmm. Bob, what do you think? Oh man, I'm back in the drinking car of the uh, Pacquiao train. I'm you know <laughs> um, all fired up for mm-hmm. Pacquiao. Uh, you know I've, I've loved him too when he's getting Mayweather and all that stuff. Um, I don't know enough about the other guy or boxing, uh, but yeah, Pacquiao is one of my faves. But it reminds me of my favorite uh, Mexican joke. What do you call uh, two Mexicans playing basketball? <laughs> Juan on yeah. Juan. It's, it's my favorite. <laughs> All right. So wow. throw that out there. Throw that out there. That's your Christmas bag. So much. You know what I mean? He was my mentor. <laughs> Short time together, but man, our hearts were kindred spirits. Okay, obviously. <laughs> hey, Ty, 
uh, Mikey Garcia uh, has already announced he's got a, a signed a fight for uh, the 18th of September, but it's, it's a TBA. Who do you think they were going to have for that? Well, you know, I, it's, I, I don't think it's going to be anybody that we're going to be wholly familiar with. And part of the reason mm-hmm. why is because even as they went ahead and, and, and announced the fight, uh, you know, they basically came out and said, you know, this is a stay-busy fight for Mikey. He hasn't been in the ring in a while. Uh, he thought mm-hmm. he was going to get the Pacquiao fight. That, you know, because that, it, that mm-hmm. looked like it was going someplace with negotiations. When that didn't happen, mm-hmm. apparently he and Regis were talking, but he decided to take a, a stay-busy fight just to knock the rust off, so to speak. So, I think whoever it is won't be somebody. It won't be a major threat to him. And honestly, I don't even know if it'll be somebody we're wholly familiar with. So. Mm-hmm. What, what, what okay. weight uh, is Mikey fighting at? That I don't know. Uh, the Regis Progray fight was it. going to be negotiated at 140. Did they say what fight this, what weight this would be? No, they didn't. I just because said. if it's 140, it could be you know for him to test out to see how he feels at that weight before he goes into. Uh, a potential mm-hmm. pro-grade fight or, you know, a, whatever. I, he, he wants a big fight. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I think this is just to, you know, again, to knock the rust off. But I'm curious. That's a very good question. I'm curious as to what weight this is going to be as well. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Z, uh, Dana White also is uh, signed for a fight in uh, October 30th for TBA. And the possibility on that is uh, Bob's favorite fighter, Ariola. Uh, what's your thoughts? Dana White. UFC uh, promoter no, Dana White. No, I think White. he meant Dana White. He meant Dana White. I was going to say, Dana White got he killed by Ariel. Dana uh. White. I was going to say, he's going to get killed by Ariel. Uh, um, <laughs> Dana White against Ariola. Um, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. This is going to be a more interesting fight than I would have said before Ariola's last fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariola showed me something his last fight, and mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just think that right now, if Ariola is has that mindset and boxes like that, he could give Dylan White a lot of trouble. Um, mm-hmm. Dylan White is a guy who, 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 as good as he is, he, he likes his own pace. He likes his own cake, and mm-hmm. he's good at getting it. He's good at establishing what he wants. Even in the midst of some things, uh, he he likes control. Um, he, he likes control, or he likes to knock you out. One mm-hmm. thing is this, though. Dylan White, with Ariola, if Ariola's on his game, Dylan White has to worry about stuff mm-hmm. coming back. And especially Ariola's jab. If Ariola mm-hmm. is able to get his jab, and on Dylan White, which I can anticipate. As good as Dylan White is with his hands, his defense is kind of leaky. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, what was it? Um, oh, I forgot. The uh, guy knocked him out. Yeah. Uppercut him up, though. This going for killing. But, Pavetkin, yeah, Pavetkin. Yeah, so, yeah. So, Dylan White, I mean, he's, he's, he can be caught. He, his defense is leaky. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, he can be knocked out. I mean, Joshua mm-hmm. and Pavekin knocked him out. Um, but Dylan mm-hmm. is a – I mean, as far as offensively, he I like what he does offensively. He's a very smart fighter. He's a very mm-hmm. smart fighter. Um, and I think that Areola – I mean, I would pick Dylan White 
that it's going to be a very, very tough fight. And mm-hmm. I, I, because I don't see him knocking Areola out, uh, he can, but I just don't see. I mean, I, I could see him dropping Areola, but I don't see him knocking mm-hmm. Areola out. Areola is extremely, extremely tough. And mm-hmm. Dylan White, I mean, it, I mean, he ha, he has holes in his game. To be honest, he he has holes in mm-hmm. his game. And Areola, if he's on his game, can exploit it. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we're just up against our hour here. Uh, Bob, I want to thank you for. Uh, coming on especially uh we uh, we forgot to do something here bob do you want to make that major announcement he's pregnant i was on mute again and yes i am pregnant nine months uh so uh, at least that's what they say uh, uh looking at me from afar but my my son's birthday is day happy happy birthday sean proud of you happy birthday uh, happy birthday he, he, High spectrum autism. He he got his uh, 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 driver's license this summer. He's been working hard on oh, that awesome. since he was 15. Nice. Um, okay. So big, huge steps. He, he was going to college. My daughter went off to college in uh, Hawaii uh, this summer. I'm really That's worried about that one, but whatever. So mm-hmm. um, congratulations, yeah. man. Good stuff. Thanks, congratulations, man. Bob. Yeah. And we want to also congratulate the. Uh, Father of the newest uh, member of the um, was the Greensboro College uh, fr- freshman class. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. Well, guess we uh, Z, you want to lead us out? Sure do. Uh, man, another wonderful show. I want to thank you, Bob, you Ty, and you Butch, all of my Fighting Words family. These shows are dedicated to Bob, Coach Mellon, Doctor Chris. Anyone want to say any fighting words, please do call. Okay. Z? I'm sorry, uh, Ty? No problem. It's always a pleasure being on with you fine gentlemen. I will not be on next week. I do have a shoot, so I will not be able to make it next week. So uh, you guys have a great two weeks. Look forward to you guys when I come back. Um, Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel is watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Everyone, enjoy your week in this following week after that. Hey guys, always good having you guys on. Ty, thanks for always bailing out or bailing me out when I stumble. Uh, Z, thanks for being so uh, analytical and, and breaking everything down. Uh, Frank, always a pleasure. You guys, Fight Words family, God bless. Have a great week. Be safe out there. Thank you. We also want to uh, wish uh, one of our other members uh, of the staff, uh, Tony, is, uh, has come down with the flu. And unfortunately, uh, Benny, the big dog, Henderson, has contracted uh, COVID. So he hasn't been on. He won't be on with us for a while. But, uh, How's we're he praying going? for both of them. Uh, he, uh, when I talked to him this afternoon, he uh, didn't sound, uh, of course, as good as he usually does. But he seems to be coming along. The big thing with COVID this year is to get a doctor who will treat you um, out of the hospital because uh, once you go to the hospital, it seems to be, according to uh, the New England Journal, 95% of the uh, problems, uh, the death rate uh, goes up when you go to the hospital. And it's only because it, it's livid, it's rapid in there. But um, so um, I want to thank everybody for being on. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to be with you guys, especially the, uh, the, the brother team that uh, have been uh, – so close to our family for all these years and uh, we hope that everything uh, stays well up there 
uh, and both those babies uh, are nice and healthy and they're having a great time. And please give our love to your mom. And ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week. Grateful appreciation. Men and women in the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services, and men and women are doctors and nurses. We send the item in the send people in the labs and, and especially those very brave people who clean up at the hospital. If it wasn't for them, the hospital would close in five minutes. Um, so we want to really uh, keep them healthy and keep them in our prayers. Um, these programs are dedicated to those who've lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Bazer, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Hendler, Lieutenant Mike Zerber, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman Anafo Crispin, Lakeland PD, Chief Al Hogle, Longwood Peak Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, fellow to Highway Patrol. Highway Patrolman Brian Lazaro, fellow to Highway Patrol. Highway Patrolman Brian Murphy, Plymouth County, PA Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Bob Neary, fellow to Fire Department. Sergeant Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Johnson Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman Robert Jermaine, Windermere, Florida Police Department. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department. Hillsborough County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Kotloff. Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. Sergeant Rodney Bond, Delaware State Police. Captain Chris Fleets, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Pikus, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Ardeth Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. FDLE Special Inspector Vinny Galaccio. Delaware State Trooper Corporal Stephen Ballard. Kissimmee Patrol Officer Ed. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, Matt Baxter, Kissimmee Sergeant Sam Howard, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy Bill Gentry, uh, Highland County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Clay Zerba, Clay County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Natalie Corona, L.A. County Sheriff's Department, uh, Deputy Angel Rod- April Rodriguez, Pasco County Sheriff's Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol, Sergeant Brian Levate, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, and Deputy Mike Malik, Parnell's County Sheriff's Department. My brothers and sisters, though, you may be 10-7 at this point in time, or sometime we'll be 10-10 at the table, don't worry. Until that time, may the road rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rain fall, fall softly on your fields, the sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the palm of his hand. Good night, God bless, and have a great week. Yeah.
Yeah. 